0: Let's write out new beliefs. You get to create them. Okay, let's create those anchor feelings to instill those beliefs in you instead of what they told you before. You repeat them. Like we build habits. We repeat them. We practice them. We feel them. You use those anchors, those moments. And then it's like one baby step at a time
1: Midlife ladies, This is the Dear Midlife Podcast, unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault.
2: And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic.
1: So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. How many of you out there have limiting beliefs of some kind? Look,
2: is that is that a trick question, Shelby?
1: <laughs> right? Okay,
2: maybe we should ask, is there any woman out there without a limiting <laughs> belief of some right, kind?
1: Right, right. Right? Lately, when I think of my limiting beliefs, I'm starting to dig into where in the hell they actually came from. Me
2: too. Look, what I realize is that we have been programmed, programmed to Hell believe yes. it, we're not good enough. <laughs> we're not lovable. We're not beautiful. We're not this. We're not that. Programmed by the patriarch, the man, the media, our own <laughs> damn parents, everybody. Yes.
1: Hell yes. And our guest today, Denise Morrison, is here to tell us how we can use neurolinguistic programming or NLP to reprogram these negative narratives overcome our own damn obstacles Mm -hmm. and live the life we are meant to live.
2: I love that, Shelby. And in this episode, ladies, our guest shares with us a personal story about how she was struggling to get pregnant when a functional medicine practitioner said, you know what? You are so healthy. You are doing all of the right things. You are eating right. You are exercising. But girl, your mindset is killing you. And that is why you cannot get pregnant. Crazy.
1: And you know what? Like so many of us, Denise was literally beating herself up with her own negative beliefs and thought patterns after growing up in an abusive household. And she didn't even realize that she was repeating these patterns and habits and that they were depleting her of her life force and her energy. Her body just couldn't produce a child because it thought it's not a safe environment for a baby.
2: Yes. So listen up your brain mindset and self-talk are so important. Mm -hmm. They have impact. Now Denise uses her personal experiences and certification in NLP and all of her other mindset and coaching strategies Mm -hmm. to help other women overcome these self-defeating patterns and really transform their lives. Denise explores this with her clients in three key areas. First in behaviors like your diet, your exercise, your daily self-care, then in beliefs and things like mindset and the deepest beliefs that you hold about yourself and about others. And then the third area is being. This is how you identify with yourself and who you identify yourself to be on that deep and almost even your subconscious level. So ladies, take this journey with us today. And of course, if you are enjoying the conversation, we ask you to share this podcast with a friend and leave us a review. And now,
1: without further ado, we welcome... Denise Morrison. Thank you so much for being here, Denise. Thank you for having me, ladies. We are so excited to have you and really want to focus in just straight out of the gates on your passion around helping women overcome their own personal obstacles and free themselves. So tell us what it is that you do to help your clients
0: overcome their obstacles? Well, I would have to say that I truly give them space, time, my heart, my energy, and my presence so that when we're on a Zoom call, (laughs) (laughs) I really can embrace their experience of them in the present and then possibly what they've carried with them from the past and just really tune in and being so intuitive and with all these beautiful trainings, mm. watch them, hear them, sense them, understand them and just get signals from them as to what's going on. Yeah. yeah
1: so you said is- signals. So I want to unpack that a little bit because I know that you have a certificate. I don't even know what it's called. Is it a certificate in neurolinguistic programming
0: that you get, or is it a degree Oh, that's the certificate. One of the, one of the many that I was was (laughs) craving along my path because I thought I had to do better and do more, but yeah, the NLP was a a coaching certification that I started way back in 2006.
2: Oh, that's great. I would love for you to just explain to our listeners what neuro-linguistic programming is in just layman's terms so that we can all wrap our heads around it as we move forward.
0: Awesome. Yes. Well, NLP neuro linguistic programming is basically a set of tools, techniques, um, learnings, questions, awarenesses of being able to watch someone and see what their neurology is giving us. Like, Mm -hmm. how are they moving their head? How are they positioning their body? What are they doing as they speak? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are they breathing? What's the skin tone doing? Um, are are they speaking fast or speaking slow quiet or soft or different things like a roller coaster hmm. of experiences that come off of someone and picking out from their language and their nonverbal language what their experience is and typically this training allows us to see hear sense things that someone can't because they're typically stuck in their own container their head their hmm. body
2: yeah so what's the programming part? I mean, you say programming to me and my folks, and we'd be like, "Uh, boo, you have to step back with that. We don't, we don't do programming <laughs> up in this world, right? It sounds a little bit um like brainwashing." Talk to us about the programming piece.
0: Well, it is brainwashing, um, and I'm unbrainwashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ding. So the programming is very simple, and we're all exposed to programming. Every day. So, I mean, how many of you can remember a childhood jingle when you watched a television show or some song or, and may, you may have had an experience when that song came on that you were smelling something or, you know, someone was hugging you or fighting with you. Mm. Teachings from our parents, grandparents, um, schools, religions, what have you, it's all little bits and pieces of setting up our own computer programming that Mm -hmm. is us, which is kind of like a stiff way of saying who we are, but it's more like seeding, seeding and wiring our nervous system, our mind, body, and soul with all of the things that we've been exposed to our whole life. So it's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes.
1: Mm. (laughs) The one thing I want to pick up on that you said, Denise, is that you're unprogramming. Is that what I heard you say, so tell us a little bit about what you are doing to unprogram all the programming that we have received over the course of our life. What's really playing through my head right now is that um that jingle you said jingle, and now I'm thinking of the opening credits for the t v show. Three's company, come and knock on our door, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, that just is in my head right now, but tell us how you can stop my brain. (laughs) How can you unprogram us and what's happening in our minds and bodies with all this programming?
0: Well, the fun part is, is whether you enjoy the programming or not, so we can keep things Um, I mean, that's the idea is that all the memories and experiences that really enrich you and bring you joy and happiness. Okay, fantastic. Keep that. But then if there's something that's scaring you, haunting you, bubbling under the surface, that could be an obstacle getting in your way of being happy, feeling your best, sleeping, going after that job, that relationship, that's where I come in and go, what's gone on with you? And usually I pick it up in what they tell me about their stories, the kind of words that they use, um, excuses, the gentle things that we like to toss around when we are, are, are giving a reason why we can't do something or we, or we shouldn't do something. Um, so I'm picking up in their languaging and through these different types of techniques and questions, what's bothering them? And And generally speaking, I can pick up like limits in their beliefs about themselves, limits in the decisions that they've made along the way and figure out, are they actually in charge of themselves each day? Like, or are they letting these programs run their lives? So the classic example with a lot of my clients is they've used food or drink or some sort Mm -hmm. of like addictive type quality craving to stuff down emotions. And Mm -hmm. I help unpack where was the root cause of that? When did that come along in your life? And I mean, you know, I could even, even with the three's company theme jingle, Mm -hmm. I could just see myself caught in my bedroom by my my dad going, you're still up. And I can feel that (laughs) my body freeze. Right. Right. Now my bedroom and I can go, I was up watching this dirty, dirty show as a young girl. (laughs) So it's, it's those little snippets and little scenarios that we are filled with sights and sounds and smells and tastes and, and the ways that we felt about ourselves and th- said things to ourselves that that combination, is it affecting you or is it part of your life that you enjoy? And that's where I come in to blow mm-hmm. the boundaries, break it up and help the, the clients reframe it. We rewire the programming really like we're, re- we're using neuroplasticity, neuroscience techniques to change how you see yourself moving forward. I mean, you can take the past with you and, and we can incorporate it and have fun with it, but then let's make something new because you're a grown woman now. We're, we're not a kid anymore, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: Makes sense. sure.
1: <laughs> it does, but I would love to unpack a little bit more about this neuroplasticity and what can you do or say, or what steps do you take your clients through to reframe? and reshape the way that they think about things from the past?
0: Oh, gosh, just helping them get into a state of being and a a present state, usually um, with some calming techniques or music, or potentially if they have in their house um, a calming scent, lavender oil or vanilla or something, and helping them become more present and comfortable with feeling their body in its place. And and I'm also a yoga instructor too. So that comes in with the f- physical therapy that I've been doing for over 30 years. Like how do we, how do we regulate our systems and our bodies to really hear and then figure out along the way, like, what is your system doing? Is it ready to learn? Is it ready to change? Are you in fight or mm-hmm. flight mode, just surviving? Or are you in a rest and digest calm mode where you can thrive now? So just Like kind of taking the temperature, taking the gauge, the linguistic part of their verbal and nonverbal, and then figuring out, okay, what are they saying? And a lot of times it's what I offer a service um, with my coaching Voxer, if you've heard of the Voxer Mm -hmm. app. So I'm catching my clients in between when they're having a moment, like so-and-so said this to me and I felt like that. And so I go, okay, what was it about them saying that to you? what emotion, what thought, what memory did that trigger? And let's break that down. And we shine light on it and we blow it out, so to speak. Like we blow out the boundary and go, you know what? Is that still true? Is that still necessary? What would you like to be thinking about yourself instead? What would you like to say instead? Or how would you like to behave instead? So it's very complicated, but it's also very fun. It's very transformational. (laughs)
2: And how do people know, like when they need to be reprogrammed or, you know, they're most people would seek out like a friend or a counselor or a pastor. But they're like, you know what? Actually, I'm thinking I need to be reprogrammed and I need to seek out Denise. Like, what are the things that are going on that actually make this connection point that there's something new and different that they need to try?
0: Well, it would be the most amazing opportunity if someone came to me and said, can you help me reprogram and rewire myself? Right. Like usually, usually those folks are in the know, or they've been my client before or in my world. So they know the language. And when I introduce a reframe of the language that you're they're using towards themselves, they can usually like jump in and figure out how to use different languaging mm. for themselves as well. But They would have to be like, I'm not sleeping, or I'm just not feeling myself, or I'm trying, I'm trying, I just can't, I don't know how, why am I not losing this weight? I've been circling through these diets and this workout. I've been to all the people. I've tried all the things. Like that's usually I get the folks at the end when they're like, I don't know what to do anymore. And this set of tools and techniques helps me to see them in a different way. And I mean, I, I'm a long, uh, visitor of the therapists <laughs> for right, many, many years. Right. I started off.
2: We love that, a good therapist, honey. Right.
0: right. I, I started off in that seat, but then when I had the opportunity to live in Australia and I was exposed to coaches that practiced NLP, I went, Whoa, this wow, this can incorporate the whole mind and body and soul. Right.
1: So what you're saying, and I just would love for you to share a little bit about your story while you were living in Australia and what did bring you to NLP, because I feel like that ties into Trinity's question, which is, it sounds like you don't usually get the people who are in the know who walk right in, but they have other reasons to come visit you. And then slowly you unpack where the root cause lives. And so tell us a little bit about your own personal experience and what drew you to this practice.
0: It was a rough one. Um, We decided to move to Australia for many reasons. Um, I was married to my New Zealander husband (laughs) by then, and we moved to Australia. Gotta love those Kiwis. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Kiwis and Aussies, very different, so um, I have to respect. Um, But anyway, so he took a job there, and I, after leaving the States, and pretty much if you've ever been away from the States and go to a New Zealand or Australia Your whole nervous system doesn't know how to function. Well, at least mine did not. I had to slow down significantly. And I had a big gap in my life because I had to um, become licensed as a physiotherapist over there. So in the meantime, I realized that I wasn't very healthy. And we were also trying to have a child. So Months and months went by, no success. And I found some alternative practitioners and a functional medicine practitioner. And she'd done all the tests. And she's like, You're super healthy. You have all the things, but you're beating yourself up.
1: I'm Mm. like, What?
0: And she's like, And started to talk. And she's like, Your history is so abusive. And I lived with an abusive father. And I, did not realize how much I was abusing myself with my behaviors, over-exercising, over um, gosh, craving all the wrong things, stuffing myself much like I had been modeled growing up, and mm. it was throwing off my hormones. Um, mm. According to when the functional medicine doctor took very thorough blood tests, and she's like, you're really throwing off your hormones, so you're not creating a wow. safe, loving environment to actually have a kid. And when she told me I was abusing myself and she even said, the words that you're using are horrible. Wow. Is that how you speak to yourself in your mind? And I went, wow. uh, uh, no one's ever said this to me. Wow. So that's what's, I mean, the good news of that is I did fall pregnant. I had a son and I, it just blew my entire mind. I felt like I was hmm. reborn at 33 living in Australia and went, I can live my whole life in a totally different way. I did not realize that I was living on this program default path of what's come before. And Mm. that timeline shift, as we talk about in NLP was like, nope, let's do things differently. So I was blessed for the space and the, and the problems to expose myself. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's a pretty cool story. I was actually just listening to a podcast last night that was going down the same path. And one of the things that the woman said is, don't beat yourself up when your body tries to protect you. (laughs) Like, oh, wow. You know, we get so (sighs) frustrated with ourselves, with our bodies. it It gives me this sense that you were in that same state of frustration. And based on past narratives, we're really being harsh on yourself and because you're being harsh on yourself your body's like oh this is a dangerous situation this Mm -hmm. woman shouldn't have a baby right now she's not in a safe place wow and then it was neurolinguistic programming that helped you to turn around or reframe those old narratives and put yourself in a healthier place is that what i hear you saying too that wow. was the, that was
0: the impetus from, from a doctor who said that to me, like she was also a, um, an NLP trained practitioner that mm. complemented her, um, you know, functional medicine aspect, which was, I had never met anyone wow, like that coming right. from New Jersey. <laughs> hey, Oh, you don't see that. right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, and she really, I thought I was being healthy. You know, I was a physical therapist. I thought I was healthy. I was eating badly, thinking badly, over-exercising, tearing myself up. My gut was a mess. My hormones Mm. were a mess and no one had ever picked that up. So I'm so grateful for that huge obstacle in myself to stop me in my tracks and change my life. That's amazing. (laughs) And so from
2: there, you jumped on into NLP. So tell me what the process is. Like Maybe there's someone out there that's interested in Looking into this as not just a program that they would get coached on, but maybe even something that they'd be interested in getting certified in. What 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 does that look like?
0: Oh my gosh, it was the greatest experience. I was trained in Australia by Tad James, the NLP coaching company. So, I mean, it was I was in Brisbane, I was in Sydney, and I got to stay away and be on my own for a while. So all mm-hmm. that was fantastic, um, and it's a full immersion in like your mind, your body consciously and unconsciously and tools and techniques that it's like, you know, it inherently, but no one's talking about it. So, you know, besides the obvious reasons why I jumped in, I thought it was going to be a great compliment to being a physical therapist because we didn't learn that stuff in physical therapy school. Like, you know, we know the head's connected to the body, but not all this other fun stuff. Right. So it was, I did a week training. And then I did another six week training. And then I was doing like um, practice trainings and, and helping the teacher, the, the master practitioners and the trainers. I would sub in as often as I could. I took clients. I had a business while I was over in Australia. Cause I just loved it so much, but it's, it's really like a breaking down of yourself and then coming out on the other side you break through and the, the significant event there is we build up and we do break a board with our hands. Oh, wow. But we learned, I mean, initially when I did it, I could tell I wasn't in the flow. So I broke pretty much almost broke my hand. But then as, as you, as he took us through the training over those weeks, the whole entire change, it was easier to break and it was like successful and fun, but just checking in with the beliefs that I had about myself, the world, yeah. my family, mm-hmm. my body. I, I can't even begin to tell you, like I still have an, and an I like I, I covet all the materials in, in old-fashioned form on CD and tapes.
2: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
0: They're, they're out there all over the you know internet now doing their thing. The 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 wife, the husband passed along, but the wife is still teaching. So but it's. I'll just say this. It was. It was. What intrigued me was it's applicable to those who are in healthcare, in business, and in education. And it's it's like a little secret. <laughs> yeah.
1: So help us understand how you use it in your physical therapy practice.
0: Oh gosh. Well, much like I do in my transformational coaching sessions, we use things to look at, things that you Mm -hmm. hear, things that you would like sense, bring on music, just what we call anchoring, being able to incorporate the full sensory experience of a situation. So Mm -hmm. I take that with having been a pediatric physical therapist for a while, that's Mm -hmm. the easiest because the kids just want to have fun. So we could put the music on, we move our bodies, we say mantras to them, we empower them. We, we, you know, pump essential oils in the air. We have them just incorporate, you know, body work as well. So it's really quite fun. And, you know, it's so empowering, especially, you know, nowadays, all the children need this so much and Mm. adults.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, what I hear you saying is that a lot of this kind of reprogramming is rooted in your senses, so the taste, the the smells, the sounds, you're, mm-hmm. you're really trying to create, you said anchors, like new anchors. Tell mm-hmm. us, because I, I'm thinking back to what you said earlier. You remember instantaneously the jingles you knew as a child. You can smell a perfume and instantly be transported back to your grandmother's kitchen or you hear a song and you're transported back to that seventh grade dance when you were nervous about this boy that you really loved. So tell us a little bit about how these anchors work to kind of help you overcome some of these limiting beliefs, for example. So
0: those that's two parts. So I'll share the anchors first and then I'll flip back to the limiting beliefs. So I love to use anchors with myself and my clients to bring them back to that amazing feeling that they're mm. desiring to have about themselves and their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my former clients um, wanted to open our own business and she had been doing vision boards. And I said, let's supplement that. Let's create your vision board. Let's have a song playing with that. Let's have a mm. scent that you love with that. Let's have you say something to yourself about yourself and the goal. Um, move your body a little, whatever. Maybe you need to have a taste of your favorite thing that mm-hmm. you anchor into and making a big, huge, memorable experience, like a, a new program about that event so that when she would get really down or or, or thrown off track for some reason, she mm-hmm. would look at her. She created a, like a mission statement for herself and, and a menu of, what to do in case of <laughs> right right and come back. yeah and come back and go okay um like so you know like have something like she had on her desk to go mm-hmm. all right this is what i'm really aiming for what why did i get triggered what threw me off track let me come back to this and how i want to feel about myself because it's becoming we build the habit we build a new way of being through little steps every day with these anchors, so to speak. And Mm. just like you would learn a habit um, a little bit more, but like learning a Mm -hmm. habit of, um, you know, getting up every day and going for a jog or, you know, sitting on the couch and not having a bar of chocolate or something. So
1: the anchor brings you back to center. So I'm thinking of an experience when I walked away from my marriage and I got divorced, I needed I I joked with my friends that I needed a theme song, so I I had a theme song, and my theme song was Fight Song by Rachel Platten. This is my fight song, and every morning I would get up, and it was like Rocky, you know, running up the stairs. I'd like get out of my bed, and I'd turn on the fight song, and I'd be like, Nothing Here's today. And so, what I hear you saying is, these are anchors, and they anchor us back to a sentiment, to a feeling, to an experience as a positive sentiment, feeling, or experience that can refocus us on what's important.
0: Yes. And, and part of the work that I do with my clients is actually figuring out what is important. A lot of women Mm. that I work with are walking around being told what's important that they need to focus on. And I'm like, whoa, 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 (laughs) let's get back to you first and figure out what you want. And is this still going to be a part of it? And how can we make that a part? So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm all about uh, music as a huge anchor for me. I'm very auditory. And then, um, you know, if there's a feeling inside me, so as soon as I hear a Pearl Jam song, my whole guts are like, Mm. yes. And then that's my anchor to why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I passionate? So that's a small tidbit, but it sure feels fantastic when you can use it. Right. You you know, I would
2: imagine and I can be totally off because not only am I not certified, but I have no idea what I'm talking about on this topic. So (laughs) I could imagine that there are some common threads through all of the unhealthy anchors that we tend to indulge in. So that potentially there are common threads in the overeating anchor or in the That negative self-talk or even maybe an anxiety anchor or the stress of life or over shopping or um, putting ourselves last before anyone, anyone and everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if there's some truth to that. and, And do you look at people's current anchors to kind of help determine what may be going on with them at the root cause and help to determine what types of, um, I don't know if it's remedies or what types of things you're going to work on them with in your program.
0: Yes, yes. And yes. So um, part of the anchoring experience, so to speak, is where along the way did they have a significant emotional event that they developed I'll use overeating because that was me. Mm-hmm. It was It's easy. And so growing up in a Hungarian household with lots and lots of food, lots and lots of food, you got to eat, eat more, mm. eat more. Oh, grandma says eat more. I get a big hug. It smells like, I could smell her now as I think about her it. Her hug smells and, like stew. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Aquanet. Um, <laughs> right. But it, it was it was those experiences that I eat a lot. I get praised. I get love. Mm. Oh, eat more. Don't leave the Mm. table until you're absolutely stuffed and rolling away. Oh yeah. If you got to throw up, that's good. You did it. Like knowing what I know now, grandma lived through the depression when they had no food and Mm -hmm. money. So when the grandkids came along, feed you, feed you, fatten you up, fatten you up. Like all the things. So as you can see from my change in color, my face, like eating and grandma and all that event was like, yay. Mm -hmm. But as I went on in life, eating, 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 eating the wrong things, eating what was advertised on TV, eating what was in the fast food restaurants down the block, because, oh, grandma and grandpa came and or mom and dad came, you get love. Oh, you're sad. Mm -hmm. Let's go to McDonald's. Oh, you're sad. Let's go to Carvel. And, and that's when I landed in Australia and went, oh, I'm not healthy. That's just me over-exercising right. to compensate for all the crap that I just put into my body and ruin my gut. Oh, so it's the lineage and the story and going back to those root experiences that painful. Yes, it was painful. Yeah. I can smile saying this to you now, but as I take my women clients through it, and they don't want to admit it. And it's shameful because you think, I mean, like me, I thought I was doing something bad and I was wrong and I was stupid and I didn't know enough, but we did the best that we could. They did the best. Yeah. That they could. Does, does that make sense?
2: It does make sense. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's It's all normal in my head. So when I say yeah. it to people, I'm like, oh. <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> no, but one thing that you said before Trinity asked this question was once you can get to the root of what we are thinking about ourselves, Mm. then you help your clients to think about what they want to think about themselves Mm. and to really overcome the programming that we have endured. So I think, you know, Trinity and I in the in this podcast, we focused a lot on women who hit this proverbial midlife crisis, yeah, sometimes we don't know who we are anymore or what we want to think about ourselves. We are at a loss for you know finding who we are and who we want to be. How do you help your clients do that? One step is getting rid of the past narratives, and then the next step is what do you want the future narratives to be? do you help them do that?
0: So lots of conversations, lots of sessions on zoom. You know, I work with them for 90 minutes because there's so much that can come out in the conversation. So once I help them figure out what they want, and usually they tell me what they don't want. So we go through, okay, let's dump out what you don't want. Let's start to figure out what you do want. Let's start to go and figure out what's important to you. What are your values? As I'm listening, I'm like, Are you limiting yourself? And a lot of the ladies, like one in particular I just finished, was like she didn't trust herself. She didn't feel good enough to speak up. Mm. She hides. She hides behind food. She hides behind clothing and all sorts of other stuff to pad herself. And so as I listened and I help her break that down and lovingly, with a lot of space to cry, to laugh, to whatever, go, okay, that was then take what we can what what parts of that do you like what parts do we want to kind of let go and go let them go to sleep a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> and then start something new and really it's like what are you thinking what are you saying to yourself how are you feeling are you energized are you eating well enough to be that person that you want to be let's write out new beliefs you get to create them okay let's create those anchor feelings to instill those beliefs in you instead of what they told you before you repeat them. Like we build habits. We repeat them. We practice them. We feel them use those anchors, those moments. And then it's like one baby step at a time. I take them in the path. And a lot of the ladies come to me because of health issues, but they also realize that if all the areas of their life are affected. So if they're not speaking up at home, they're not speaking up at work you know, they're hiding somewhere else. So we always say how you do one thing is how you do everything. And Mm -hmm. that's where I pick up the big pattern of how are they being. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like I have this knack either because of who I am to pick out and go, I see that amazingness in you. I see it. I see it. (laughs) Let, Mm -hmm. let, let me help you get it out. So you can beam. And I have literally had clients tell me, people ask me what I've done differently and they, and They don't know what it is. They just know something's different. And that's Mm -hmm. like, that's That's the neuroplasticity part, reprogramming in a good way. Very cool. It is cool. Yes.
1: So I know some of the other things that you have talked about in some of the information that you shared with us was around nervous system dysregulation. So tell us a little bit about what causes this nervous system dysregulation and how do you help your clients sort of understand the framework of their nervous system and how they can better manage those things?
0: Cool. Um, well, within the scope of my practice, cause I actually have two hats. I still have my medical license and as a physical therapist, so I, I need to respect and honor that. And then in the coaching realm, I make sure I keep that hat on, but I'm respecting that, you know, where's my scope of practice. So Mm -hmm. when they come to me, I usually ask them an intake question, like, what are you doing with your medical doctor or whoever you're seeing, please give me all the details that you feel comfortable so that I know where I need to help or fill the gaps. Or if we need to look for someone else to supplement what we're doing, because I will never take the place. You know, I, I work for a functional medicine doctor. She has her skills. I have my skills. So anyway, but listening to them and helping them figure out like the big things, like, are you stressed? Like stress is, you know, we know it's like the killer. Like it's when stress is underlying or being lived through and repeated every day, your nervous system is just going to pack in and Mm -hmm. so much, your skin, your hair, your gut hormones. Um, So checking into what their stress levels are like, are they getting sleep? I mean, (laughs) The other, you know, that that's a whole ball of wax in in and of itself. And then, like, usually, where are they spending their time and their energy? And Mm -hmm. I do like an energy audit and bringing to their awareness, like it's not just what you're doing that's sucking up your energy. It's Mm -hmm. what you're watching on TV, who you're talking to, the -hmm. conversations you're having, how busy are you? Are you addicted to your to do list? So. And then, are they even fueling their bodies with the food that's nurturing for them? Because mm. um, a lot of the women I've seen, they've tried every diet, they've done the thing, but they're so stressed out and they're so um, frustrated that their nervous system is in fight or flight, and they're stressed, mm. and they're not going to lose weight because your body's going to go, nope, eh, stop. Right. So it's it's those pieces, and you know, definitely with the health perspective, addressing their their movement organically, you know, if in a regiment or a program, are they eating enough? Are they drinking enough? Like taking into account all those things, the quality of their food. I mean, my sessions and my treatments go hand in hand with functional medicine, because why not eat to fuel your body the best way so that you can do what you want to do. And then of course, habits and where you're spending your time. So taking a whole big look at all the things and I mean, even down to the little nitty gritty stuff, like what's their skin like? Num- are you having number mm-hmm. twos? <laughs> stuff. Right. You know, like what, what is your body showing? Like, are you having issues with this stuff? You know, I don't want to, you know, I know you said TMI kind of place, but you know.
2: <laughs> That's all right.
0: <laughs> you can
1: imagine. Yeah. Well, I think all of those things are important because I think oftentimes women don't associate the fact that they're not having a bowel movement or that their skin looks sallow, that they don't associate those things with the fact that there is actually perhaps some sort of a serious thing happening within their bodies. And so I think we've become so disassociated with what our bodies are telling us that it's really hard, especially as women, where we tend to put our focus outward. At least I'm speaking for myself. I put so little focus on myself and my own needs and my own wants and listening to my own body and pay so much more attention to everybody else and what does everybody else need that I think a lot of some of these ailments really escape us. And to your point, you were sitting in the doctor's office after trying for how long to have a baby and didn't even realize how destructive your own behaviors Mm. were being. So what can we do and how can we help our listener be more mindful? Are there tips, tricks, tools? What sort of things can you recommend to our listener out there to help her gain greater awareness about some of maybe their own destructive behaviors and what the impacts of those are, and then make steps to create new types of environments to change Mm -hmm. those?
0: The number one thing I tell my new clients or, or friends that are willing to hear and family stop and get quiet please <laughs> just go away disconnect your arm from the the phone or whatever right. and you deserve to go and stop and just even if it feels uncomfortable 5 minutes and mm-hmm. be okay with are you going to cry are you going to laugh are you going to burp part whatever you got to do right. and be <laughs> okay with what is happening? Like check in with your breathing. So a lot of this is like a, you know, there's so many apps now where you can just settle in. And if you're having trouble with like your mind racing too much, there's enough, like the calm and the headspace, all these different apps, YouTube videos Mm -hmm. to go, okay, it's not me right now. I might not be so comfortable with that, but somebody's beautiful voice is going to calm me down. And then I'm telling you like the insights and awarenesses come up for these women and that's when I'm like get your journal out write down what came out of you because that's the answer that's the hit the in- intuition the gut instinct whatever mm-hmm. and some of my women it takes them into their 60s to hear these things and I'm like wow because we haven't been taught this so getting really quiet um Giving yourself the permission to do so, honoring yourself and loving yourself and knowing that it's okay. You do deserve this. Like so many, I was going to say before, so many women have limiting beliefs like everybody has to go first. The woman does this or the blah, 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 Mm -hmm. all that BS we've heard. But you're going to run out. You're going to affect yourself. You're going to develop a disease because your focus is not on you. So slowing down, trusting what comes up. um, And if you don't feel comfortable by yourself doing that, have a trusted partner, accountability partner, you know, spouse, friend, whatever to be there with you with their mouth closed. (laughs) And I say that because, you know, us gals want to give advice and fix and make it all better. Yeah. Just listen and let them have the experience and let it travel Mm -hmm. through them, whatever may be Um, even. And the other thing too, as I've been mentioning, like how, I mean, I did this as a girl, we put on our sad song and we cried out you know, and then maybe we'd have like a donut, but you know, whatever, but set the environment up for self-care, set it up yeah, for whatever I mean. works for you. Like it doesn't have to be like whatever you think it be, how you want it to be. Um, But then know you're not alone and know that there's plenty of folks out there nowadays talking about what I'm talking about. I mean, if you happen to stumble upon my website, I have a resource for a mindset reset. I have a rewriting your body story thing, which, it's a little journal practice. Um, I always offer a free call to just have a chat to just help That's you raise yourself. And a lot of the women come on and go, I'm so glad I did that. Thank you very much because I helped them reinforce what they couldn't see, but they could see they just, yeah. The tip off is, well, I don't know. And I'm like, I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess, put yourself first and know that you're valuable. Like know that Mm. you are meaningful and you're needed for yourself.
2: And so give us one technique that you might tell a woman to do, um, to put herself first, to know that she's valuable. What's one technique that someone could actually go and start practicing
0: today? Oh, well... If you're brave enough, stand in front of the mirror and talk to the mirror, tell yourself that you are or whatever you are, look straight into your eyes. Like I, I, I'll stand every morning and look at my eyes in the mirror and connect and go, I love you. Like, you're awesome. Mm. You're here. Yay. We made it past the pandemic. Get it. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, Give yourself a little pep talk. I always think of that Stuart Smalley. I'm good enough. (laughs) and I'm smart enough. God started people like me.
0: <laughs> well, here's the creepy, the creepy part. That's why I was saying, if you're brave enough, when I first did that, I thought I was lying. I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. say yes to myself, that Stuart Smalley or, or anybody else right. out there. I have to say what means important to me. And even if it was, I love your eyes because they look like my mom's. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. find the thing that feels authentic to you, that you value about yourself and catch yourself if you're going to say anything naughty so Mm. if that's too scary then I'm a big fan of journaling I'm a big fan of the voice memo on your phone Mm -hmm. like spit it all out and then go back and listen to your own voice and it's so powerful to hear even if it's bad and then you go I said that to myself no wonder why I feel like crap and Mm. then reframe and say it in a better way, how you'd love to be speaking to yourself. Like you would speak to a kid or a plant or a pet. Yeah. Does that, does that help? Do you need more?
2: Oh, (laughs) I love those. Those (laughs) tips are great. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like the voice memo.
1: I don't think I've ever heard that one before. I'll have to try that one because it's easy to just leave a voice memo to yourself. It's harder to like write it down or Yes, and we and have that. They're super easy.
0: Yeah, we have that capability, and I'll, I'll, I'll just add in a little slant. I've been trained in hypnosis along the way with the NLP. It comes together with timeline therapy. So, your words to yourself are just so amazingly beautiful mm-hmm. or detrimental, as mm-hmm. I lived. So when I I hear myself, I can go, "Oh, <laughs> what mm-hmm. am I talking like to myself?" And and you can refine it, and and then. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful practice. Like I'm actually getting sweaty thinking about it right now, wow. <laughs> because then you can tune in and be like, yeah. yeah, you know. But most women, you know, have to stop and go. No, do not pick mm-hmm. on my thighs or my gut or. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah,
1: no, I think that's a great technique to really, truly gain perspective on how we actually talk to ourselves, because I think your, your point is so brilliant that we are not kind to ourselves and we probably don't even realize it. And so I, at least I know I'm probably, I'm sure these narratives go around in my head a lot and I just, you don't realize the impact that they have.
0: Oh, and there's plenty of, I mean, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Mark Hyman, um, Mm -hmm. Roger, oh my gosh, the guy with the water study, I always forget his name when he spoke to water. Oh, yes. yes, yes. The differences between like hate words and love words, like what it's doing to your cells, the commands Mm. to your cells, like, so, yeah. Well, -hmm.
1: thank you so much for that tip. And if our listener out there wants to find your website, as you mentioned earlier, and and take advantage of some of the offers that you have, Mm Where can they find you?
0: Um, on DeniseLynnMorrison or all over social media.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Right, everywhere.
1: Her head well, sounds yeah. like always under the handle programs. of Denise Lynn
0: Morrison. Yes, yes. I'm 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 thinking for a second because my my social media team does all the wonderful behind the scenes. To <laughs> we'll make sure we have all the proper links in the show notes. Sure. Thank you so much. Well, oh, thank Denise, you. it was
2: wonderful talking with you today. And thank you for sharing your insights and your wisdom with our listeners. Oh. Um, so important. It's such great work that you're doing. Thank oh, you. Oh,
0: thank you so much. It's so beautiful meeting both of you. Yes. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for such a great conversation, Denise. Yes. What? Well, loved it. Well, um, if you're ready, I'm ready to jump into our takeaways. Let's do it. So the first one for me, Shelby, was this notion that we receive our programming every single day in different right. ways and that these memories are literally stored inside of our senses and our nervous systems and that neurolinguistic programming which hopefully one day I will be able to say without slurring my words together like a drunkard, (laughs) that NLP is a way to help individuals discern really what memories they want to hold on to and reshape and the negative narratives that need new programming, that need to be shaped
1: and um, recreated. Absolutely. And the thing that I really didn't, fully understand about NLP until we had this conversation with Denise is that NLP uses this full sensory experience to anchor new thoughts Mm
2: -hmm. and new
1: beliefs within your senses, Mm -hmm. like sight, smell, touch, sound, taste. And so when you think about, for example, that song that takes you back to that seventh grade dance, dancing with that boy you were so crushing on that is what we're using to anchor these positive thoughts positive experiences and we're locking it in Locking it it in in.
2: and then that finding out what you actually do want your new narrative to be can simply be a process of elimination by starting with what you know you don't and then working backwards
1: that's what I think I'm doing in my dating life currently. Hell yeah, baby girl. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> then fourth, how you do one thing is likely how you do everything. So I found this really interesting that just making a small shift in changing small patterns in the way that you do something can actually have a really big and profound impact on your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love the practice, fifth and final thought on how she recommended for you to actually leave voice memos to yourself about how you feel. And then that way you can really begin to gain a true perspective on the words that you actually use with yourself and start to shift your self talk, shift the way that you speak to yourself and learn to be kind and be kind to you.
1: Yes, so important. And I love this idea of the voice memos because it seems so easy to me. Like it's way easier
2: than journaling, Trinity, for sure. Lord have mercy. (laughs) One more person asked me to journal. I'm gonna burn down the world,
1: (laughs) promise you. Oh my gosh. So to our listener out there, if you find these tips profound, impactful, that they might have a shift in the way that you choose to live your life, please subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, and we can't wait to meet you again next week in the middle.